Amen. Man, um, I, I just want to say, we, I was sitting backstage and just singing along and listening to you guys sing. And, and it's just so beautiful to listen um, as you are, are singing out those words, I trust in God. And it, it's just so amazing uh, just to hear from back there where you guys most of the time don't even know we're standing there, but it's just so amazing to hear all of you guys participating. And I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much for putting that trust in God. Um, this week, we are uh, in our series, Who's on First? And so I, I want to welcome you. If you're here in person with us, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, thank you so much for being here. If you're joining us online, thank you so much for being a part of uh, community here. Thank you so much for joining us online. And, uh, and uh, again, we are in this series, Who's on First? And, and we're talking about that exact thing. Um, what we're talking about who is on first? And, and last week, Pastor John introduced the series and he, and he talked about how we need to focus on the right things. We need to focus on the right things. And the, the same is true in our lives, but, but we're really honing in on how to focus on the right things with our finances. And so last week, Pastor John introduced this, this series with who's on first. And, and he talked about um, how, how it kind of, and thoughts originated from uh, Abbott and Costello, their, their little bit where they go back and forth, who's on first, what's on second, and I don't know is on third. But he talked about who's on first, and, and, and he went through the entire Bible, just walking through who is on first. And what, what we should do if we're focusing on the right things, what we should do with who's on first. And so we talked about who's on first, God should be first. God should be first in our finances, in our lives, in everything. And so God wants the first. It, it talks about it all throughout the Bible. God wants the first, but that's not it. That's not where, where it ends. God just doesn't want the first. He wants also the best. And so if you missed last week, I want to encourage you, go back and watch it on YouTube or Facebook, listen to it on the podcast feed, or, or just join us in, in catching up on that, because it is so important for us to, to put all of this on in context, to focus on the right things of, of who's on first. Because if we don't focus on who's on first, what's on second, and I don't know is on third, those, three, those other two things don't matter. They don't matter at all. This week, we're going to talk about what's on second. But again, we're talking about focusing on the right things. Me and my family, we love to travel. Um, anybody else out there love to travel? Yes? Yep, lots of us. We, we love to travel. And, and one of the things when you're traveling is you have to focus on the right things, right? If you, if you don't focus on the right things, you miss so much. And because we love to travel, um, we like to go and see new and cool places. We got to, like to experience new and cool experiences, go see, see places that maybe um, you may not always go. But, but because we also like to travel, we like to stay in Airbnbs. And they're not a sponsor of this message, but Airbnb, if you're listening, I would love it if you would sponsor me. That would be great. <laughs> Pay for all my travel. That would be amazing. Um, but no, but uh, whenever you're booking Airbnbs, there's some things that if you're looking at the Airbnb, that if you focus on the right things, you'll get a good place. But a lot of times we don't focus on the right things. 
So focus on, on the right things. You guys want to know the tips on focusing on the right things, looking for the right things? There's three things. First thing is the bedspread. Uh-huh. You'll, I'll get to it in a second. Second thing is the flooring. The third thing is the appliances. So with the bedspread, um, if you look at the right things, you look at the bedspread, you're going to know kind of if they upkeep the house because it, otherwise it's going to have an old and outdated bedspread. It's not going to be a bed that's comfortable to sleep in and you won't sleep the entire vacation. It won't be a restful vacation. Um, the flooring. If you look at the flooring and you see that it's all like old and classic, that, that's cool. Maybe they've you know kind of kept the retro feel to it, but... If you see it's got new and updated flooring, it means they've maintained the place. They've updated everything. It's all going to be a comfortable place that you're going you're gonna to enjoy your vacation time. And then the appliances. If you look at the appliances, you're going to be able to tell if this is a place where when you wake up in the morning, you're comfortable with where you're waking up. You're comfortable with walking into the kitchen, turning on a pot of coffee, and relaxing before you go on with your day. And, and see, it's so important to focus on the right things. If you're not focusing on the right things, and when you're looking at Airbnbs, you're going to look at things like the decor. You're going to look at things like the couch and the shower. And all of these things, these, these things are, are good, yes, but these things aren't things that can make and break a restful vacation. And so maybe you look at all of these things and what you find out while you're sitting there is there's no coffee pot. And so every morning you have to make a Starbucks run and there's 20 minutes out of your day where you could have been resting and a lot of money. There you go. Uh-huh. And, and the reality is, if you can't notice, coffee for me is an important thing in the morning, but also you have to focus on the right things. You have to focus on the right things. And the same is true in our finances. A lot of the times we, we focus on so many different things. We, we focus on uh, keeping up with the Joneses. We focus on getting the nicer car. We want the nicer house. We want um, our kids to be in the best sports. We want our nails to be done. We want everything to be perfect. And so for so long, we, we've just tried to live this American dream, right? But then you get to where you think you're living the American dream and it doesn't feel that great. Because for so long, we, we've kept up with the Joneses. And we've gotten ourselves to, to a place where it's just not comfortable anymore. It's just a little bit uncomfortable because we've focused on the wrong things. And it's not to say that any of these things aren't some of the good things, but, it, but it's, it's the fact that we've tried to, to put ourselves in places that maybe we're not supposed to be putting ourselves into. And, and so we've dug ourselves into this, this hole, and so we're just uncomfortable. And so for a lot of our lives, we've had to start living with with uncomfortable things. And, and one of those uncomfortable things is this giant word with four letters, debt. 
See, for so long we've focused on the wrong thing, so we've dug ourselves deeper and deeper and deeper into debt. And, and for so long, it's just gotten us to a point where we've stopped really trusting in, in, in God and instead started to trust in ourselves. And so we, we've kept up with everybody. We've tried to get the nicer car, the, the nicer house, the kids in the best sports and, and being able to do everything that we want to do. And instead we've dug ourselves to a place where it's uncomfortable. And, and I, I came up with this acronym for debt. It's don't ever be trusting. <laughs> don't ever be trusting. You're, you're not ever trusting God. You're not ever you're not ever trusting in the money that you're coming in, that's coming into your house. You're not trusting in, in what God has blessed you with. And so if we're going to start and focus on the right things, who's on first is God, right? Very first thing is God. What's on second? We've got to get ourselves out of debt. We've got to get ourselves out of, of a place where we've lived our lives for so long with, with being so uncomfortable because we, we look at the debt around us and, and it's just kind of holding us down. It's kind of chaining us down because it's just this heavy burden that we carry around. And, and for us in America, debt is actually a relatively new thing. We, we can read through the Bible how, how the Israelite people, they would forgive debts every seven years. Wouldn't that be great, right? All debt forgiven every seven years. That'd be amazing. But, but in America, this is a relatively new thing. Uh, I found this statistic recently. Before the Great Depression um, in America, only 2% of the homes had a mortgage against them. Before the Great Depression, I'm, I'm going to read it again. Before the Great Depression in America, only 2% of the homes had a mortgage against them. That's a shocking thing to, to think about, right? 2% had a mortgage against them. Here, here's what happened, though. Only 40 years later, only 2% of homes did not have a mortgage against them. 40 years later, only 2% of homes did not have a mortgage against them. And the reality is, is that if you grew up with a parent who grew up in the Great Depression, they understood this and, and they understood, they, they pinched pennies so tight that you thought they would never let them go. They saved tinfoil. They saved re, the, the throwaway styrofoam plates. They saved everything because you never know when you're going to need it again. So if you grew up with parents from the Great Depression, what you said whenever you became an adult is, okay, I'm done living this lifestyle. Honey, we are going to go and live out the lavish lifestyle and do whatever we want. And now for you, as you're getting closer and closer to retirement age, your catchphrase is now this, honey, we're just going to work the rest of our lives. <laughs> because what's happened Instead of taking this, this time to save, we've just, we've gotten ourselves into more and more debt. 
dug ourselves deeper and deeper and deeper and gotten ourselves to a point where we are uncomfortable. And I'm not just ragging on you guys who are older than we are. For us as, as young millennials, Gen X and Gen Z, what we've said is, oh, my parents have had this my whole life. I want the nicer car too. I, I want to live the same lifestyle my parents live. I want to have a house that looks like theirs or I want to go on the vacations that they go on. I just want to travel and live my life free. And it's, it's got us living in the same situation where we feel like we're, we've got the chains of debt around us because we've just wanted to live the life we want to live. We feel like, oh, it, I deserve this. I'll just swipe my card and pay for it. I'll just, I'll just get, get what I want because I want it now instead of waiting for it. But that's not what the Bible talks about, how, how we need to live our lives. In, in Proverbs 22, it says this, the rich rule over the poor and the borrower is slave to the lender. The rich rule over the poor and the borrower is slave to the lender. And so who are the rich? The rich are the, the people who live within their means, or the people who have it all, who, who live the lives that, that they're supposed to live. But also, who are the rich? It's those lenders, right? The lenders, the banks, the people who, who own the credit card companies, the, the people who, who have this opportunity to, to kind of put us in slavery, because us as borrowers, for, for so long, we've struggled with, okay, how am I going to pay that next bill? How am I going to pay that credit card bill? And so maybe we've, we've pushed it on a little bit longer. Or how am I going to pay my student loan or that car loan or the house loan? And so we just kind of delay it a little bit longer. And for so long... We've lived as these borrowers, as the poor borrowers, where, where we've just been slaves to the lenders. We've got student loans, and we've got credit cards, we've got house payments, we've got every kind of loan out there because we've stopped depending on what's ours. We've stopped depending on what we've been blessed with. We've, we've stopped living within what God has blessed us with. And instead, now we've become slave, slaves to, to the people who, who have it all. But that's not what God wants us to do. And so I, I want to challenge us this week to live our wage. To live your wage. And this can be a hard thing for us to do sometimes because, I mean... We want the next thing. We want the nicer thing. We want to be in all the sports. But to live your wage means you can only spend what you take in. You, to live your wage means that money that we, we bring in, our paychecks, that's all we got. If something happens, we're going to live on that. And so we have to get to a point where, where we can sacrifice a little bit today so that we can live our lives saying yes for the rest of our lives. And that, that's how we live our wages. We sacrifice today. 
We sacrifice the extra cup of coffee from Starbucks. We sacrifice the, the, the going out to dinner with our friends. We sacrifice all these things that, that as we just look at them, the, the expenses start to add up. So we have to live our wage by sacrificing a little bit today so we can say yes for the rest of our lives. And we have to live on what God has blessed us with and nothing more. We have to live on what God has blessed us with and nothing more. And that means we have to get ourselves out of debt, but also we have to stop spending above what we take in to get us into more debt. And I know that living your wage can be hard because, man, that means I, I got to drive that car just a little bit longer before I get the next one. Because I don't want to have to take out a car loan. Because, I mean, to be honest, the, the car is just fine. It's just, I want something newer. Or, or it means, okay, we don't have to move to the bigger house just because we want the bigger house. Instead, it means that, that we live within our means. We live our wage. And so we make do with what we have. And on and on. It means that we don't go golfing every Friday just because we want to hang out with our friends. It means instead we, we find some other way to hang out with our friends. It means instead of having the perfectly done professional nails every single week, you do them at home by yourself. And you enjoy, start to enjoy what you get more because you start to live within what you have. And it means we have to change our perspectives on our finances. It means we have to change our perspectives on our finances. If we're going to live on what God has blessed us with, then we have to change the way we look at our money. We have to change the way we look from owners to managers. If you've gone through Rooted recently, or you're going through Rooted, we just talked about this recently, but, but basically, we have to stop looking at our money as everything that comes in is mine. I own it. Every, every piece of finance, every dollar that comes in is mine. And instead, look at, at, looking at our finances as what I take in is what God has blessed me with. God is the owner, so, so we're going to put him first, and we're going to manage what God is blessing us with. We're, we're going we're gonna to put God first, and we're going to manage God's money for us. And, and the Bible talks about it this way. The, Jesus is telling a parable, and in Matthew 25, it says this. After a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. And so the, the master is God. The master had went away. He had given his servants bags of gold. And he, he trusted each servant with bags of gold. And, and so he gave one servant five bags, one servant three bags, and another servant one bag of gold. And so then he went away and he came back. And as the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them, uh, the man who had received five bags of gold brought the other five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five bags of gold. See, I have gained five more. And so, so the master has given this guy five bags and he comes back and instead has 10 bags of gold. 
He's doubled what the master has trusted him with. And so he's returning it back to the master. And And the master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. And I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. The master here that that Jesus is telling this story about is God. God has trusted us. Maybe maybe it's with five bags. Maybe it's with three bags of, of gold. Whatever finances we have, God has trusted it with us. And, and our goal in life is not to, for him to come back and, and to go, what have you done? But instead to, to say, well done, good and faithful servant. You're trusted with a little bit. Now, Come and share your master's happiness. And so for us, if we're going to change our mindsets away from being owners of everything to to being managers, we have to change the way we view our money. Everything we take in is not ours. It's not ours to use and ours to, to buy the nicer things. It's not ours It's God's. It's what he has trusted us with. It's what he has blessed us with. And so so we have to change that perspective to where what, what I have now is what God's trusted me with today. And that's all I have today. And so I'm only gonna spend what God has trusted me with today. Nothing more. And we have to put him first because he's on first. And what's on second? To get out of debt. And we've got to stop trying to look around at the, the people around us and, and say, okay, well, well I, I can have that. I can, I can get this. I can keep up with everybody else. And instead, we've got to look at what God has given us and, and trust that God has blessed us with what he wants to bless us with right now. And not try and look around at everybody around us and try and live our lives like them. And in Romans chapter 12, it says this. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. What's the pattern of the world? If I want it, I'll just buy it. I'll pay it off eventually. I'll just swipe the card. That is the pattern of the world is just to get ourselves more and more and more into debt, right? But if, if we follow God's will, if we continue to seek for God's will in our lives, God's will is not for us to, to, to be nervous about where the next payment's coming from. Or to feel like we are, are living these lives where we're trapped by our debt. The, the, God's will for us is to be able to, to, be able to give freely. To be able to, to put him first. To be able to, to live our lives unchained from the debt. And so we have to get ourselves to a point where, where we're more comfortable. And for us, that means that we have to sacrifice a little today so that we can say yes for the rest of our lives. 
We have to sacrifice a little bit today so we can say yes for the rest of our lives. That means sacrificing getting the next best thing. That means sacrificing getting the, the, the things we want, the best clothes and all of that and living on what we have today, living our wage today so that we can live our lives with what God wants us to live so that later on in our lives when we're out of debt, when we are debt free, we can say yes to whatever God wants us to do for the rest of our lives. And when you're debt, when you're in debt, whenever you feel like you've got the chains around you, you can't say yes to some things that maybe God's calling you to do. Maybe God is calling you to go on a mission trip. But you, you've got yourself weighed down. So you can't, you just don't feel comfortable saying yes because you're not sure where the finances are coming from. Maybe God's calling you to bless somebody else, but, but you've gotten yourself to a point where finances are so tight that, that if you bless somebody else, you're not sure where your finances are going to come from. Maybe, maybe we need to move our perspective. We need to change our lives and sacrifice a little bit today so that we can say yes for the rest of our lives. And as a person who is, who is getting out of debt, this, this is so important. This is so important for us to sacrifice today so we can say yes for the rest of our lives. Say yes to what God wants us to do for the rest of our lives. And, and one of the tried and true ways for us to get out of debt is through a debt snowball. And, and again, as a person who is getting out of debt, this is one of the tried and true ways. If you've gone through Financial Peace University, it is what Dave Ramsey bases all of his stuff out. Get out of debt and you'll live a happier life. And so with the debt snowball, what we're going to do is we're going to sit down and we're going to list out every single debt we have. Your car loan, your student loans, your credit cards, your casino debts, your money you own, your, oh, your parents, whatever, whatever debts you have, you're going to sit down and you're going to list them all out. It's going to be hard. You're going to sit there and you're going to get a little bit uncomfortable because you're going to realize just how much debt there is. It's going to get hard. But once you list all the debts that you have out, the next thing you're going to do is you're going to list all of their balances. That's where it's going to get a little bit real. You're going to see just how big or how small it is. And then you're going to list all the monthly payments out. And then you're going to put them in order from your lowest monthly payment to your highest, your lowest debt to your highest debt. And then we're going to sacrifice a little today so that we can say yes for the rest of our lives. So if we're going to sacrifice a little bit today, we're going to create this thing called margin in our lives. And so that means we're going to give up the Starbucks until we're out of debt. There you go. That is, um, let's see, $5 a week, a day. Four times, $25 a week, $25 a week, that's $100. You're just giving up Starbucks a month. That's $100 a month. Okay, we're going to give up Starbucks. We're going to give up getting our nails done. So there's another good money. I'm not going to put a number on that because it varies. Um, we're going we're gonna to give up golfing, guys. We're going to give up going out with all of our friends uh, on the weekend 
And instead, we're, we're going to stay in. And, and so what we've done is we've created this thing called margin. Let's, let's just say it's $200. The margin, the sacrifice we've created, we've sacrificed a little, 200 bucks a month. Say we've created that margin. What we're going to do is we're going to add that $200 onto our lowest monthly payment. And we're going to pay all our monthly payments, the $200 plus our lowest monthly payment. And we're going to pay it off. We're going to just pay it off. And, and it'll, it, it won't take as long as you think it will. And eventually, we're going to pay off that lowest monthly payment and that lowest debt. And then it's not free money. You haven't created $200 plus that, that monthly payment. No, instead, you're going to roll it down into the next lowest monthly payment. And you're going to continue to make the, the monthly payment on everything else. And your, your $200, your sacrifice a little bit, your sacrifice that you've made, that margin, plus the monthly payment from the first debt, plus the monthly payment from that second debt, you're all going to pay that on that second debt. And you're going to pay it. And you're going to pay it. And you're going to pay it. And, and this, this is going to happen. It's, it's going to hurt, right? Because you're sacrificing stuff that, that makes you feel good. But you're going to start to work yourself out of debt. And you're, you're, that second thing, whenever it, it gets done, you get done paying it off. This is not free money again. It's not this time to go throw a party and get ourselves in more debt. It's time to, to roll that to the next one. And then to the next one and to the next one. And it creates this, this snowball effect that by the time you're on your largest thing, which I'm guessing is your house, you're going to have this huge lump sum that you're, you're putting into your house and, and you're going to be able to pay things off so much faster. And there's a statistic out there that says most Americans could actually pay off their houses in seven years if they got themselves out of debt. 30 to seven. Think about Think about that, that yes, you can live with for the rest of your life if you don't have that, that mortgage and the car payment and all of this stuff. And, and so, so we have to live our lives saying that we need to sacrifice. Because if we get ourselves out of debt, if we sacrifice a little bit today to get ourselves out of debt, then we're going to be able to live the lives that God wants us to live with our lives. And so what it takes for us, though, is to sacrifice a little today so we can say yes for the rest of our lives. Sacrificing a little bit today, getting ourselves out of debt, creating margin, living our lives with your wage, not living your lives with everybody else's wage sacrificing a little bit today so you can say yes for the rest of your life. Yes to what God's calling you to do. Yes to helping other people out. Yes to, to being able to retire early. Yes to, to being able to, to function in a way that's not chained down anymore by the debts. And so for us, we have to, we have to focus on who's on first. Who's on first? God. God is on first. He wants the first. He wants the best in our lives. So we have to sacrifice. We, we have to put God first, the first and the best with our tithe. And what's on second? Get out of debt. Get out of debt. Sacrifice a little today so you can say yes for the rest of your lives. And next week, we're going to talk about what, what's it going to look like if we're, we've put God first, we've got ourselves out of debt, what's it going to look like to let God live and work through us? 
You're not going to want to miss next week. It's, it's going to be an amazing week. I want you to be here. But, but again, this week, I want you to sacrifice. This week, start. Maybe, maybe you've never gotten yourself out of debt or started to get yourself out of debt. Sit down. Start working the snowball. Sacrifice a little today so you can say yes for the rest of your life. Let's pray. God, we thank you so much for your son. We thank you so much for, God, your word. God, that helps us to know how we can live our lives the way you want us to live. God, I pray for those of us in the room that that maybe we have been shackled down by that debt. God, I pray that we can continue to to work towards letting you move and work in our lives and to really to really experience happiness through being out of the chains. God, for those of us who are debt-free, God, I pray that we can let you live through our lives every single day. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen.